45 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments of the Morning radio program.
J.M. in the A.M. on a Wednesday morning. Hello, everybody. It's Michal Przanski, Bo Near Code. You heard Amram Adarin there with Despacito. You heard Simcha Liner and L'Chaim. Shlemy Gertner, brand new with both Serenity and Hands in the Air. You heard Yehuda Green, who's here tomorrow live at J.M. in the A.M. with the brand new Yehuda's Nigun and Moshiach. And, of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Wednesday on this June 20th, the 7th of Tammuz, 71 degrees. Partly cloudy with a high of 82. Some rain tonight. We're at 80 in Yerushalayim, 71 in New York. As we say good morning here at JM the AM. Mazal Tov to the Foreman and Siegel families. An incredible wedding celebration last night up in the Bronx at Marina Del Rey. Shalva Foreman and Yosef Siegel of Jerusalem. They were married. It was really an amazing and incredible celebration. So proud of my nephew and uh, new niece. And... Um, the Foreman and Siegel families had a wonderful, wonderful time last night along with all the guests and uh, Aryeh Kunstler and his orchestra. It was really a uh, 
A wonderful and incredible wedding celebration. By the way, before that, we did make it out to MCU Park for the very, very uh, start of the festivities for a Jewish Heritage Night for the Brooklyn Cyclones. Listener Devora has already called me this morning to give me her review of the Cyclones game last night. By the way, the Cyclones are 4-1 and one after last night's victory. And listener Devora said it was a great Family-friendly, fun night. And boy, does that describe it. Boy, does that describe it. That's why our friends at the Cyclones are such a great option all summer long for Jewish families and other families around the New York, New Jersey, and Long Island areas. So keep that in mind. The Cyclones are really rolling right now. And last night, Jewish Heritage Night was a bunch of fun. Thank you, Steve Cohen and company. Hey, it's Wednesday here at JM and the AM with plenty more coming up. Keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Wednesdays in general are amazing and this morning, of course, as you would suspect, just as amazing. More coming up. Here's Mordechai Shapiro at JM in the AM. Happiness was just too hard to find It just depended on how I was feeling But now I've been revealing That it's possible to change my state of mind To change my state of mind Change my state of mind I didn't know it was possible To change my state of mind Smile and watch the whole world smile Surprised me how a small thing does a lie. But doing it on the outside somehow changed things on the inside. And it helped me realize all the good things I've got. All the good things I've got. All the good things I've got. It just helped me realize all the good things I've got. Smile and watch the whole world smile.
והמלך יושב לו בפנים, מלאכים מסביבו והשער נעול, ויודע כיצד נכנסים. ניסינו באלף דרכים, דמעות רבות ותחנונים, ותפילות חזקות שיוצאות מהלב, ועדיין לא מצליחים. אך יש לנו דרך, דרך אחת שאנחנו עוד לא מנסים.
J.M. in the A.M. R.E.A. Kunstler. Saw him last night, of course, at the Foreman Siegel wedding. Amazing performer. Uh, before that, uh, that was Ozzy Ashir. Leviathan had Mia Misha Ma by Benny Friedman. Sandy had Misha Asa Avremo with Zela Zez. Smiled on my Michal, by Mordechai Shapiro to open up that set here at J.M. in the A.M. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Anybody comment yet on the NSN app? I saw listener Malki was in the uh, holy city of Jerusalem. Uh, she checked in. Thank you, Malki. Yeah, Malki says, Boker Tov, in Hebrew, actually, on the app. Thank you for that. Galaitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM and the M. גלי צה"ל, השעה שתיים, כנהוד גרף עם מה שקורה עכשיו. צה"ל מאשר שירה לעבר מפריחי עפיפוני תבערה בדרום רצועת עזה. הפלסטינים מדווחים כי אין נפגעים. לפני כשעתיים אותרה רקטה נוספת שהתפוצצה בתוך יישוב במועצה האזורית אשכול, שישית במספר מאז הלילה. רינו צרור שוחח עם מעיין לוין מקיבוץ ניר יצחק, שסיימה הבוקר כיתה י"ב, ועם רוני בן זיקרי מכפר עזה, שסיימה כיתה י"א. באמצע הלילה כאילו התחלתי לשמוע בומים, וחשבתי בהתחלה שאני מדמיינת, פסילת ההודעות במשפט דומה. עורך הדין אלי בכר, לשעבר היועץ המשפטי של השב"כ, אומר לגלי צה"ל כי הפרקליטות לא הגישה את ההודעות שנגבו בעינויים. הפרקליטות בכלל לא הגישה את ההודעות שנגבו תוך כדי הפעלת האמצעים. השאלה המשפטית החשובה הייתה, מה קורה עם הודעות שנגבו אחרי הפעלת האמצעים? היום, אחרי יומיים, שחזור שהיה, האם... ואנחנו גוררים את המצב הבעייתי של הפעלת אמצעים גם להודעות מאוחרות יותר, או שאופי יש פיתוק. אם הם מתרשמים שהנאשם יכול לשלוט במה שהוא אומר ומה שהוא לא אומר, אז הם ישאירו את ההודעה. ראש הממשלה נתניהו סיכם עם ראש ממשלת בריטניה תרזה מיי כי העותק המקורי של הצהרת בלפור יוצג בישראל בחודשים הקרובים. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי. על פי הסיכום בין השניים, המסמך ההיסטורי יימסר למוזיאון ישראל בירושלים מידי הספרייה הלאומית הבריטית שמחזיקה בו. הפלסטינים רואים בהצהרה מסמך גזעני כי היא התייחסה ליהודים בלבד. גורם בכיר ברשות אומר לנו, נבחן את הסוגיה ומוסיף הפלסטינים עדיין מחכים להתנצלות ופיצוי מבריטניה על אותו פשע. תלמיד כיתה א' פגע מינית בארבע תלמידות כיתתו. 
כך על פי עדויות הוריהן שטוענים שההנהלה ידעה תקופה ארוכה ולא דיווחה לרשויות. כתבתנו הדס שטייף חשפה בבוקר טוב ישראל את הפרשה שהתרחשה בבית ספר בגוש דן. אביו של התלמיד בן השש סיפר ליעל דן בגלי צה"ל, משפחתנו נתונה לאיומים. אנחנו עוברים את הימים הקשים ביותר שעברנו בחיים שלנו. יש אנשים שמאיימים עלינו, הם רוצים שאנחנו נעזוב את מקום המגורים שלנו. הורים שניגשו אליו ואיימו עליו והפחידו אותו. תשעה תושבי אום אל-פחם נעצרו בחשד לסחר בסמים ובאמצעי לחימה. המשטרה ביצעה הבוקר פשיטה בסיוע יחידות מיוחדות על בתיהם של החשודים ועצרה אותם. בפשיטה נמצאו סמים מסוגים שונים, תחמושת רבה ומאות אלפי שקלים במזומן. מזג האוויר ללא שינוי. בשישי תחול התחממות. אלה החדשות שעורך יותם לביא. חסות ויטמד משווקת טיוג'ל, עקוץ טיוג'ל, להקלת...
Shemot! 
J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday. Derech Achim, great song. Mayim Rabim. Before that, you heard Yaakov Shweki. He was with us yesterday in the 8 o'clock hour. If you missed it, we have an archive section. Thank God. Uh, go to the uh, archive section of NachumSiegel.com. You can check out our conversation with Yaakov Shweki yesterday. Brand new with Yishtabach and Netzach Yisrael here 
on a Wednesday morning. Speaking of brand new music, don't forget we have a live music alert Wednesday. Excuse me. Live music alert Thursday tomorrow. Live music alert Thursday tomorrow here at JM in the AM. That is when Yehuda Green. Yehuda Green is with us live in studio tomorrow, 8 o'clock hour. He'll be doing the music. He's got his guitar on the way with him. He's got the brand new album. Plenty to talk about. It's going to be quite a morning. Everybody out there, make sure to be tuned in. Yehuda Green on a brand new music, live music alert Thursday Tomorrow here at JM and the AM, and we're going to try our best to Facebook Live it as well so you can see what's happening in this studio uh, during his visit tomorrow at JM in the AM. Yehuda Green tomorrow, 17 minutes after 7 o'clock. You're listening on a Wednesday to JM in the AM. Brand new Miami.
in the AM, 28 minutes after 7 o'clock on this Wednesday. Hello, hello. Mazel tov to the Foreman and Siegel families. Shalva Foreman and Yosef Siegel married last night. It was quite an amazing celebration. Mazel tov to uh, Rabbi Mrs. David Foreman out in Woodmere. To Rabbi Mrs. Yigal Siegel, my dear brother and sister-in-law, Rifki and Yigal from Jerusalem. It was really an amazing wedding last night. Mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Ah, it was so beautiful. Got home like, uh, I don't know, it must have been like 1230-ish in that area, maybe closer to 1 o'clock. And on such a high from the incredible Simcha, I actually got out of bed this morning for JM in the AM. How do you like that? <laughs> Want to thank those who've been calling, telling me how great the Jewish Heritage Night was last night. I did make it for the beginning. I was there for the prelim game. When the uh, rabbis and cantors took the field, a special good morning to Rabbi Joe Potasnik, who made that game extra memorable. Thanks, Rabbi Joe. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. The game was fun. And uh, Jewish Heritage Night, as I predicted it would be, according to all of our callers this morning, really, really fun and nice. The Brooklyn Cyclones, the Brooklyn Cyclones, doing it all summer long in Brooklyn, New York, and they know how to do it. Boy, do they know how to do it. And by the way, they're four and one. How cool is that? Not only are they great at promotions and family entertainment, but the team is doing well. They're four and one. So keep going, high clones. And we'll keep reminding everybody to to follow them here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, a couple of things happened on our app. First of all, listener Malki uh, 
expressed her desire to hear Yaakov Shweki. We already have fulfilled that request, I'm proud to say. And then Devorah, also in Israel, says, Nachum had the extreme pleasure of attending my son Yonah's Seder Nezikin Seum last night. He's finishing sixth grade, learns according to the Zilberman method, entire Chumash verse, then some Nach, and then, of course, all of uh, Mishnayod. What a special Seum with the boys reading the first and last mission of every Mesechta, and then saying the Hadron. A beautiful Nachat. Listen to Devorah. I appreciate that notice, and a special Mazal Tov to Yona from all of us here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zeb, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar. Oh, one second. Here we go. And there we go. And Zechonishmas Esther Basar, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. A poor chassid had to rent himself out as a sharecropper. He was working in the fields, and he bumps into Elio Anavi. However, Elio Anavi is sometimes disguised in this world, and he appeared like a local Arab. Elio Anavi said to him, You have six years of riches and honor. Do you want them now, or do you want them at the end of your life? The chassid thought for a minute, he thought that he was a magician, and he tried to get rid of him. After he appeared to him three times, the chassid said, I'll go and ask my wife. The wife said that she wants the money now. When he returned to Elioan Novi, Elioan Novi said to him, Go to your house. Before you reach the doorway of your house, you will see the bracha of Parnasa, the blessing of livelihood. Indeed, when he returned to his house, he found that the children had discovered a buried treasure, and now they were all very rich. The wife said, Since Hashem has extended to us a chut shel chesed, great loving kindness, He gave us parnasa for six years. We should do gemilas chasadim. We should try and do benevolent acts in stoka, And maybe... Hashem will continue to bless us. She called her son and told him to record in the notebook all of the money that she's going to give for tzedakah in Gemilas Chasadim. At the end of six years, Elio Novi came once again. He appeared before this righteous individual and found him learning in the base of Medrash. The Chassid said to him, Just like when I took the money, I did so only with the advice of my wife. So too, I can only give it back with the advice of my wife. Come with me and tell her that you want the money back. When they arrived at the house, she said to Elio, Please tell Hashem, the one that sent you, that if he will find people that are more faithful than we are, we will give you back your money. We learn that for the rest of their lives, they enjoyed the blessing of great Parnassah, Metsuya Berevach, livelihood in abundance. It fulfills the Pasuk in Yeshayoah Novi in Isaiah the prophet, shalom. The product of righteousness shall be peace. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. JM in the AM on a Wednesday morning broadcast. Thanks for tuning in. Many of you know, many of you remember that our friends at 
Nefesh Benefesh each year have the Bonet Tzion Prize. Those who they recognize as being from outside of Israel originally and coming to Israel and helping to build the land and the state. They have many different categories. You'll remember our most recent guest before today was on the uh, subject of Israel advocacy. They also have a, a category of culture, art, and sports. And Linda Streit is with us live via telephone. Linda Streit founded the uh, Daniel Amichai Center for Rowing and Nautical Studies in 2003 in memory of her son, Daniel Amichai Marcus, a promising young athlete. The family wanted to commemorate his memory by creating a world-class center dedicated to rowing, the sport he loved so much. The center is Israel's leading facility for rowing, sailing, kayaking, and dragon boats. It's the home of the National Olympic and Paralympic team and truly enhances the global reputation of Israel as the flag flies in the podium in world championships and at the Rio Paralympics. The center is a leader in nautical studies, providing classes for schools, after-school sailing, rowing, coastal rowing, and kayaking classes for children and adults open to all. There are also numerous pioneering programs which serve underprivileged communities, youth at risk, people with disabilities, and those with special needs. The Danielle Rowing Center embodies issues which Linda believes in excellence, teamwork, and inclusion using sport as a tool to bring about change for the better of the community. In 1978, Linda made Aliyah from London, England. Linda Strite, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. Thank you. What a pleasure to speak with you. Where is the center located? The center is located on the banks of the river Yarkon in Tel Aviv, right in the center of Tel Aviv. Pretty amazing, I'll tell you. Maybe I passed it once or twice and didn't even, didn't even realize it. You know, we follow, and I, I would guess Jews and lovers of Israel follow uh, you know, from other areas around the world as well. We follow when Israel is in the Olympics, when they're in uh, the Paralympics and other different types of events. And uh, it, it seems that sailing, rowing are, is one of the areas, one of the categories that they've done pretty well in, in these world championships and Olympics. Is your center, the one named for your son, responsible for the training and for the practice that the athletes get in these areas? Absolutely. It is the home for the national team, the Olympic team, and the Paralympic team. And they all come and they train at our center. We also send them out to Italy and to other places where they meet with coaches. So they train in other places, but their home, where they get all of their, the exercise and the home coaches, is right here in Tel Aviv. Before the center existed, did Israel have any expertise in these areas? It did have rowers, but it didn't have any uh, expertise. And it was it came about with the center, which I set up in memory of my son, who was a, a great rower. And we wanted to be able to nurture champions. We wanted to be able to fly the flag. And that's why we actually started it right at the beginning. It is amazing, I'll tell you. And am I right or wrong about how you, uh, how you meaning the state of Israel, has done in these competitions? Because if I'm not mistaken, I think in some of these areas... Israel's actually won medals in these uh, competitions. Well, let me, let me tell you that uh, two years ago in Rio, in the Paralympics, I was there with my husband, and we saw Moran Samuel. She's our Paralympic rower, and she was on that stage together with China and Great Britain, and she won the bronze medal in the female single skulls. It was incredible. Must be. Little inc Israel, 
little tiny Israel there with Great Britain with all of the history and China, which is so huge, and there was Israel with a lot of people out there, a lot of the, uh, like Hadassah or Wito, the ladies were there, and there was great support, and it was wonderful. You must have been in seventh heaven. I mean, that's an incredible feeling. Knowing well, that. I was actually, I was actually crying my eyes out because <laughs> you know should have been Daniel there, but right. at the same time I was in seventh heaven. Absolutely, really amazing. And, and am I right or yeah. wrong? And I hope my memory serves me correctly. Am I right that at the Olympics themselves, Israel once had a sailor who I think the name was Gal, if I'm not mistaken, which means wave. Yes, yes, we have. We have had a kayaker and a windsurfer and uh, and a sailor. Yes, Gal Tuberi. Yes, that's right. Pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, but and it's amazing because it brings the global reputation to Israel. People look at Israel, they look at the sports persons, I would say, I'm being gender nonspecific, <laughs> and they say, wow, Israel, you know, it's they have rowers, they are like everybody else, and that's what they look at, which is just great. Oh, there's no question, sports, of course, is such, it's so important on the world stage in Israel. And you, you know, I wanted to tell you that last year was the world rowing. The world rowing is like the Olympics, and it took place in Sarasota, in Florida. Yeah. And we were there, and Moran again, our Paralympic rower, she won this time the silver medal. And Sarasota put on a great show, and it was wonderful to be there to see her and to see the way the whole community was so supportive. It was wonderful. Unbelievable. Linda Strite is with us live via telephone, made Aliyah from London in 1978, and founded the Center for Rowing and Nautical Studies, named for her son, back in 2003. She's a Bonate Sion awardee in the area of culture, art and sports, courtesy of our friends at Nefesh Benefesh. Now, how does it work? Are, are you contacted by parents from around the country? Hey, I think I have a kid who, who could be good at one of these sports. Uh, well, first of all, we also go out to schools and we take the ergos, that's the rowing machines, and we show the kids what they can do. And we have uh, wonderful websites. People can look up, anyone who looks up rowing in Israel from abroad, and they, it comes up the Daniel Rowing Center, and they just press on EN English, and then it shows them everything that we have in English. And we have lots of people, we have coaches going around, and people just walking by the building, because it is right, as I said to you, in the center of Tel Aviv. It's a very unusual building. It's bit, the boathouse is built like an upturned boat, and people just come in and ask questions, and everybody is welcome, everybody. So you don't, this was, when we started it, it was, I told you, it was just for, yeah. originally, for nurturing champions. But we have in the, uh, we started it in 2000, actually in two, it was inaugurated. Uh, we started it, and then we grew, and we've gone out to the community. So we now have lots of different programs that we have, for example, we have rowing for people who can't see. It's called Ken Velo. Yes and no. So one person can see in the, in the boat and mm. one person can't. And they do fantastically in our regular competitions, okay? And we have for breast cancer survivors. We have uh, the park paddlers, and that is an amazing group of people who have Parkinson's disease. Wow. And we have special groups for them. And we have a flagship uh, program, which is called Youth at, for Youth at Risk. It's called Sea of Friends, which works very well in Hebrew, Yam Shil Chavarim. And there we have uh, kids from about, say, 12 to 18 who are referred to us by the Ministry of Welfare. And they come and do programs with us. And they, the first thing they have to do, which sounds really simple, they stand in a circle and they, have, and they hold a rope together and they have to raise and lower it. That's very difficult to do. 
And how do you do that? By looking at somebody else, by relying on what everybody is doing, by working together. So we teach them in, in many ways, and then they go out on the water and they learn about themselves and others, and it's terrific. Unbelievable. Being a teammate, mm-hmm. being a hard worker, being somebody who needs, who understands what practice and commitment's all about. There's so many different factors that go in to make a champion, That's right. and those are just That's some right. of them. Unbelievable. What are the cir- what were the circumstances of your Aliyah? You decided in the ah, in the late. So I was first of all um, from the age of nine. My parents uh, would come to Israel practically every year. My father was chairman of the local. Um, what do you call it? UJA. Um, always championing for Israel. And my mother was involved in like Hadassah, Witzo, and so we used to come to Israel a lot. And I always wanted. It was something I always wanted to do. And um, when Dana was. Joanna was four, so they would have been just beginning the school education system. We said, this is it. If we don't go now, we'll get locked in. And so that's when we decided to come on Aliyah. Unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure and you... I didn't, I didn't speak a word of Hebrew. <laughs> and but, I... you know, you've got to, as, I, um, as one of your guests was saying, you, if you don't try Aliyah, as Rabbi Fass was saying, if you don't try it, you'll never know. And, and uh, for me, it was the best thing I ever did. And Absolutely. There, and there was no nefesh benefesh in those days. And that's what I was coming to. <laughs> I wish I'd had Nefesh but Nefesh because we were like thrown in the deep end, you know, and we didn't know anything. And so it's incredible what they do. Absolutely marvelous. And I really commend them because the more facts and the more information you have, the more, the better you can have to succeed in Aliyah. When uh, when you wanted to start the center in memory of the, of Daniel Amichai, um, yes. who who helped you? Was it the government of Israel? Was it donors? The, who got uh, things yes, started? The Tel Aviv municipality. We worked together with them. They are very good partners. And the mayor at the time, Ronnie Milo, we talked to him. We said we had this idea, and he showed us this piece of uh, ground at which at the time was the entrance to Tel Aviv, but it was a very rundown area. I think he thought he was giving us, you know, like a pink elephant. Right. But we do. Think things like, like they need to be done. And we took this area, we cleaned it up, we made the river wider because it wasn't wide enough for rowing at the time, and we just transformed the whole area. And now they've got the port opposite, which is a whole new center. So it's given a whole lot of life to the area. And at the same time, it's like a haven of tranquility. When you're actually in the center, it's very calm and it's very beautiful right in the middle of the city. I could only imagine. Well, we wish you Mazal Tov, as Nefesh Benefesh recognizes you as one of the Bonetzion, which is pretty cool in the area of culture, art, and sports. And as you said, oh, I was very, it was very, very exciting. Where, you know, when I got the news, it was incredible. And um, the other thing I wanted to say that what I did, because we work, it's a municipal institution, the Daniel Rowing Center. So I set up where a nonprofit. It's called the Friends of Daniel for Rowing Association. And there, what we do is we um, we raise funds to support all of the different activities at the center. So that's what how we manage to have so many different programs. We work, for example, we have a lot of um, we have two at the moment two groups from Bnei Brak, uh, ultra orthodox groups. One, um, they are young men who have behavioral problems, and the other one is who have mental problems, and they are rowing at our center twice a week, which is incredible. And on the other end of the spectrum, we have Israeli Arab groups coming with an Arab-speak coach as well. So we reach out to the whole community. Everybody can find a home and find a way to row and how rowing can help them. And that's if we, if we, the more we can do, the more we can expand our impact 
and it's great for Israel. It's great for the for the global reputation. All the information is online, everybody. If you search Daniel Rowing Center, you're going to find it. Merkaz, Daniel, how do you say it? Lachatira. Chatira, yes, Chatira. And in Hebrew, it works really well because Chatira, it means, apart from rowing, it means to strive for something. Mm. So you can strive, we say we're striving for values, and it's the same word, so it's the same. So we're rowing towards that. And the values that I believe in, which we set up the Friends of Daniel for Rowing Association, is the whole idea of, of excellence of teamwork and of inclusion and those are the three areas that we focus on and that is how we manage to get to all kinds of people and everybody is welcome we also have uh, for example we have an amazing dragon boat festival and people come from all around and we're known in china i think uh, almost better than in, in anywhere else because they televise us and the chinese embassy helps us there so we have a lot of uh, people who support us but we always need more because the more funds we have the more we can say somebody wants to help nurture a champion so they could give to nurture a high-performance athlete. Say somebody wants to help people who have special needs, all of our different programs, so they can give to that. Everything is possible. Amazing. Uh, Israel is going through Israel 70, so you're going through Aliyah 40, right? It's a big anniversary year for That's you. That's right, August the 3rd, August the 3rd, yes. Mazal tov, mazal tov. And I remember when I came that I had a little badge that said, I've come home. And that's exactly how I feel. This is my home. I wouldn't live anywhere else. Linda, you're an inspiration. to Rabah for joining Thank us this you. morning. Thank you very much, and I love your program. Thank you. I greatly appreciate that. She founded the Daniel Amichai Center for Rowing and Nautical Studies in memory of her son back in 2003. She is a Bonetzian awardee, courtesy of our friends at Nefesh Benefesh, Linda Streit, who moved from London to Israel back in 1978. Wednesday morning, plenty more coming up at JM in the AM. Oh, 
start chattering, telling you all is lost. Suddenly a light is shining, you're finding it, breaking through the night. No need to look back, you know you're back on track. Salvation is in sight. Son, you've been told you'd be on the run down to Egypt, to Pharaoh's town, to Rome and Spain, and many other lands. But you open your door to tired men, to lonely passers-by. And your care were known far and wide. Father of a nation, your soul is alive. Abraham, are we the children that you dreamed of? Are we that shining star you saw at night? You know it's true. We still call you a Our Father, our Bride, we got your soul inside. Take us home. Take us home. You've been through every test. Now look a small shoulder in the Midwest. A child was born just the other day, and all those gathered there heard his mother say, "All oh, it's been three thousand years." Children that you dreamed of 
Alle Fäse, Munde mit Tochen brennt. Alle Fäse, Gimmel, alle Fäse, Munde mit Tochen brennt. Ui, alle Fäse, Gimmel, alle Fäse, Munde mit Tochen brennt. Ui, alle F
America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSingle.com, on the NahumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. You heard Yaakov Shweki, that's Aleph Bays. Before that, Eighth Day had Avraham and Hafachta, that's brand new from Ari Goldwag. Really good song off of his brand new album, Low Nafsik Lyric Code. Wednesday morning, 71 degrees, partly cloudy, a high 82. We're at 80 in Yerushalayim, 71 here. In New York, want to wish a mazel tov to the Foreman and Siegel families. Shalva and Yosef were married last night. It was an amazing and incredible celebration. Mazel tov to both the Foreman and Siegel families from all of us here at JM in the AM. I want to remind everybody out there that we've got an amazing summer coming up. Make sure you, that we are with you every single day, no matter where you vacation, no matter where you go, no matter where you're driving to. Make sure us, the Nahum Siegel Network, is on all the time. You'll be glad you did. And utilize our app to communicate with us. Let us know where you are, what you want to hear, etc., etc. Simple as that. Coming up at 9 a.m., Bite Size with Yoni Pollock. Today, he'll feature Fun in Jerusalem's Joanna Shebson with two interviews, Caroline Shapiro from the Tower of David, and then Alan, and then Alen, the director of the Jerusalem Bird Observatory. And... Tova Connect of Tova Talks is joined by author, journalist, and photographer Laura Ben-David. All those interviews part of Bite Size between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. this coming, well, next hour, frankly, right here today on the Nahum Single Network. At 11 a.m., it'll be a live lunch with Avrami. And don't forget, tomorrow is a live music alert Thursday. Tomorrow is a live music alert Thursday. Yehuda Green in studio tomorrow. We are intending... On Facebook, living the entire event. Yehuda Green, expected tomorrow, right here at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app.
beneath me stirring in that summer breeze whispering those ocean waves just bluer than they've been I tip my eyes up toward the sun I can feel that summer has begun gonna stop to take it all in cause I'm captivated by the world when all its hues unfold and every part of me wants to shout it's a colorful life and I in your hands go paint the town like only you can streaks the sun to clear up the despair why take it in just black and white when you can have neon lights let that shade of happy shine bright why settle for those shades of grace same for the rainy days let every part of you shine yeah, it's a colorful life and i I'm getting up Cause you dream of climbing to the top The mountains are a challenge beneath your feet You're gonna make it through Make it through Gonna make it work for you You're gonna make it through Make it through Ooh, yes you The sky is the limit And you're gonna rise above the skies Just gotta believe Your best shot The sky is the limit 
happening when you wanna grow you can capture anything gonna cross the river of your doubt cause now you're finding out how far you'll go fire in your soul burning with that energy driven by your goal being who you wanna be gonna make the world a better place not just another face that no one knows cause you're gonna make it through make it through gonna make it work for you you're gonna make it through make it through Oh, 
J.M. in the A.M. Brand new Yehuda Green. He's scheduled tomorrow for a live music alert Thursday. We'll be Facebook living. We're going to have a great, great live performance from Yehuda Green, who's got the brand new album out. Yehuda Green tomorrow at J.M. in the A.M. That was Amikadze and Shmakaleno off the brand new album, Neshamala. Before that, brand new Shlaimi Gertner with The Sky is the Limit off of Serenity. You heard David Lowy with brand new, with a brand new single, Colorful. I, I, I am, I am... I am, what's the word? I am uh, flabbergasted 
I am flabbergasted. I am I am embarrassed and and should not be, frankly. Obviously, there's been a tremendous, tremendous misunderstanding. Uh, my friends at The Views magazine, uh, Alan Hirsch, Ari Hirsch, are some of the greatest people I've met in the last 35 years in this business. And it's obvious that a very, very severe miscommunication took place between me and The Views editorial staff in the last week and has led to an embarrassing situation. And anybody who knows me, I am sure, if you know me, I am sure you know that there's no way in the world that I would have said what they claim I said. There is a a question of the week in this week's Just Out edition of The Views magazine that asks, what was your favorite Catskills hotel growing up? Now, when they asked me this question by text, I answered, I I said, it would be wrong for me to say anything but, and then I had like a massive space until the next word, and I wrote Homowack, because for our family, as so many of you know, my kids grew up in the Homowack Hotel. We had the most amazing experiences in the Homowack Hotel, and every owner of the Homowack, including the Davidmans, of course, who were the first owners that we were associated with, uh, treated us like royalty. So I said it would be wrong for me to say anything but, and of course, at the very bottom of that, I wrote the Homowack. And they printed, and again, I'm not blaming anybody. Things get misinterpreted, obviously. By text, certainly things get misinterpreted. They wrote, what was your favorite Catskills hotel growing up? Nahum Siegel, anything but the Homowack. And of course, you know, I got to get Schleimi Ash on the phone. I got to get Schleimi Ash on the phone. Let me see if I can reach him because, I, I mean, there's anybody who knows me knows, obviously, the answer was the homewack, which it was. I said, it would be wrong for me to say anything but the homewack, and they wrote anything but the homewack, which is, of course, totally different. Totally, totally different. So I'm mortified, frankly, and uh, I hope that they print some type of understanding, and I also hope that anybody who reads it knows that there's no way in the world that I ever would have said that. Um, And I did say it, but not like that. That's not how it was supposed to come out. Anyway, I'm literally trying to reach Slimey Ash, who was our incredible friend from the Homewack Hotel and who always joined me for for the laudatory praise that the hotel deserved over all those years, over all those decades. But it seems that he is not available at the moment. So maybe we'll reach him another time. Mortified. And again, no tinas on anybody at The Views magazine. These misunderstandings and miscommunications happen. But boy, I hope they correct it. I really hope they... I want a a full-page correction. I want a question of the week correction. Wow. I I was stunned. You can imagine how stunned I was when I saw that. Anyway... Hopefully that'll be taken care of. Should be a kapara for somebody and something. 22 minutes after the hour, JMNAM Wednesday. Naomi Nachman's going to join us. The Aussie Gourmet is standing by. She'll join us coming up here at JMNAM. We've got a lot to talk about and plenty more here on this uh, Wednesday morning edition. Tomorrow, Yehuda Green live in studio here at JMNAM. This is Shalshelis.
J.M. in the A.M. Simcha Liner. Beheshev off the Moroccan album here at J.M. in the A.M. 
Before that, Shalshelis, you heard both Avinu and Kimi Tsion. Yehuda Green, who visits us tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Live Music Alert Thursday. He'll have his guitar and he'll have the brand new album entitled Neshamala. You heard Shmakolenu and Amekadze off the brand new one here at JM in the AM. Hey, Mayor Weingarten pointed out to me that yesterday was Yoni Netanyahu's yard site. If you never heard of Yoni Netanyahu, Google him. One of the most important heroes in modern Jewish history. And today is Naomi Shemer's yard site. How do you like that? The amazing composer, songwriter, and some might say prophetess, Naomi Shemer. Remember that name. Wednesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Naomi Nachman, our very own Naomi Nachman, the Aussie gourmet, the host of Table for Two. Friday mornings at 9 a.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network is with us live via telephone. She and I are a bit bleary-eyed this morning. We were very late last night at Marina Del Rey in New York to celebrate the Foreman and Siegel wedding. Naomi Nachman, welcome back to the Nachum Siegel Network and JM in the AM. Hi, Nachum. How are you? We are definitely very tired. Last night's wedding was amazing. It certainly was. A little bit bleary-eyed, but worth it. Totally worth it to be in that incredible celebration. It was really nice. Baruch Hashem. So labidic. Baruch Hashem. So again, Mazal Tov to the Foremans and the Seagulls. Well, you have a, you're one of the busiest people out there, to say the least. I was told yeah. I was told about what your plans are for July and August. As we know, Rosh Hashanah is at the beginning of September, so that's when the Yuntif season starts. But the next couple of months are extremely busy for you. I figured it's a good opportunity to catch up and let the audience know what one of our great hosts is doing over the next few weeks. So if number one, number one, for those who may have forgotten... There is a brand new cookbook in the works, and Naomi, even if you're planning on releasing it many months from now, you've got to be working on it now, right? Yeah, so speaking of bleary-eyed, I can tie it all in because we stayed at the wedding uh, till quite late, and then I had to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning this morning <laughs> to put up four roasts because I'm in the middle of photo shootings for the book, for the nice. photography for the cookbook with the super talented Miriam Pascal, who's written her own uh, two cookbooks, and she photographed Perfect for Pesach, and now she's photographing my yet untitled next book. And it is just morning till night. The other night I was got up at 4, got the food going so we can start shooting at 9 a.m. We shoot about between 15 and 20 recipes a day. Unbelievable. So it's really intense. And that's before the editing, you know, like with yeah. back and forth with Art Scroll, with the editing, my super talented um, editors at Art Scroll, um, so it's just a long, detailed process. Now Very we intense. we know we know how hard it is to get family members and friends sometimes to pose for a picture. Are the roasts cooperative? They are. <laughs> they are so well behaved. I'm actually using um, some grow and behold meats. Um, I'm doing uh, some work with them, and they sent me some beautiful meats. And of course, Gourmet Glad also sent me some great stuff to use. So, you know, it's all about. What makes the photo behave is the quality of the of the meat and the quality of the product. So use good quality stuff and ingredients. Like it will taste good, but also look good, and that's what it's about. You know, you keep talking about and 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 by the way, I mean and I mean it's obvious because of the way you speak about her, but it's pretty remarkable that Miriam or anybody has gotten to the point where they are an expert at photographing food. Right? It, to you, as an as a as somewhat of an outsider to it, it must be incredible to watch it work. It's, it's really unbelievable. Miriam's one of those people on Honey Applebaum who just released Millennial Kosher. They are the, they're the new wave, and I will not be joining on their bandwagon, where they can actually do both. They are the recipe writer, 
stylist and photographer. I am just the recipe writer where 90% of the cookbooks have this. They have the, the just, you know, you write a book, you hire a stylist, and you hire a photographer. Very but cool. those two are all in one. And Miriam is amazing. I've learned a lot from, you know, I have a lot more input on my second book than I did on my first book with photography because I know a lot more. But, you know, even with the, um, even with choosing fonts, you know, you, I was more involved in the fonts. There are so many little details that you don't think about that go into a cookbook. Fonts, the, layouts, photography, right. like it's amazing. And remember, people eat with their eyes, Naomi. Oh, absolutely. Everybody eats with their eyes. Naomi. You know, Susie Fishbein and I recently had a conversation. We were talking about her first book, and it's Kosher by Design, the right. first one that came out. That small, tiny pictures, maybe 20% had pictures, the rest didn't now. Everything has a picture. It doesn't sell. People don't want it. You know, the, all the blogs out there, Instagram, you know, you even, even Table for Two has a visual. That's right. Pretty amazing. You know? Naomi Nachman's with us, Aussie Gourmet, host of Table for Two each Friday, 9 a.m. right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. How many more days do you have to invite the uh, photographic team into your home? Um, so it was all last week, all this week, most of next week. I'm shooting some cooking videos for kosher.com on Wednesday, so we get to have a little break. Um, and then after that, it's the summer, and I'm going off to camp to work for Susie Fishbein at Camp Shoshanim at the... Susie Fishbein and Friends Culinary Institute. I am friend. Cool. <laughs> so I'm working for her for a week, and then I'm going to India. You're traveling to India. Is that is that a foodie, food-oriented uh, trip? Uh, yeah, Miriam Schreiber from Kosher Legacy Tours, who's going to be on my show this Friday. Cool. Um, so she's going to have a – we could do a quick interview with her. Um, we've got that lined up, and we are going – it's a lot of Jewish history. You know, there's a massive Jewish – there was – a massive Jewish community in India. Most Sephardi Jews that are in Australia are Indian from Bombay. We don't have like so many Iraqi Jews or right. Syrian Jews in Australia. They're all the Sephardim are from Bombay. Um, so it's a big Jewish history and, of course, iconic sites to be seen in India. It's a country of vastness from heat, from you know, um, great wealth to great poverty, from great heat to great rain. Like everything is great beauty to great slums. Everything there is extreme. So and the flavors are unbelievable. So to be able to for Miriam to invite me to come on her tour again and show people some of the culinary wonders, the kosher culinary wonders of India. So I'm super excited because I love Indian food. So you really have to brush up on that, boy. Yeah. So I've got some Indian recipes on my in my book. A lot of my book is inspired by my travels. I've always been into ethnic cooking. Maybe it's because I'm Australian, which is a, a big melting pot of, of countries. Um, but. I love ethnic food, and, and I'm always looking up wherever I am, where can I eat that's not just typical, you know, American or Australian food. Like, I want something different. I love kosher Indian, and I use, whenever I'm out of town, I use my kosher GPS app to find me all different kinds of kosher restaurants. In fact, um, another tie in here, Yitzi Katz, the developer of the kosher GPS app, I wanted him on the show before the summer where people are traveling a lot within the United States. Where do I go for sure? Where do I go for restaurants? Where is a mikvah? Everything is on this app, Kosher GPS. And there are so many kosher, uh, great kosher Indian restaurants outside of New York. Stanford, Connecticut has one of the best. Huh. An hour out of Manhattan. Fabulous food. Nakam, do you like Indian food? Uh, I, don't, I don't particularly like it, but I love Stanford. It's a great community. <laughs> it's a great community. And I know you like rice. So you know. Yeah, that's true. I do like rice a lot. So I, guess, I guess I would fit in if I needed to, huh? 
Right, right, right. Just depends how spicy. But, it, you know, it's really great to, to try to, you know, eat something different. You know, break your mold. Now, one second, a couple of questions. First of all, India is the place that had, like, that 124-degree weather, right? Am I right? Didn't they, didn't 124 they... degrees? So, what are you talking about? I think, My well, kitchen I... is 124 degrees right now with six burners going and three <laughs> ovens. No, <laughs> I get that. But I think at some point during 2017, they really hit, like, crazy numbers over there, like 110, 115, something right, like that. right. So it's not going to be, it's going to be hot, but right. not as hot because it's a little bit monsoon season, which means the rains come at night and cool it down. Is that so, trip sold out? Close. Miriam told me it's a very, very close. We have a really nice It's unbelievable going. how many people from our community want to go to India. And, it's it's and, unreal. And, um, and do you need to prepare differently than for other trips? Frankly, do you need, you need to visit a doctor beforehand or anything yes, like that? absolutely. We're going to go get our shops. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to go get shots, but Miriam guides you through that process. You need a visa. I mean, we went to Vietnam last year. She walked us through with her on her tour. She walked us through the, the process of getting uh, the visas and all that. You have to always check um, which countries need visas. Like Russia needs right. a visa. Um, China needs a visa to stay more than three days. So Boy, you, you know. I, I remember when Miriam Schreiber's focus was Chicago, Illinois, not in India. My gosh, that's unbelievable. Oh, my, she is everywhere she has been everywhere and she wants to take you along with her holy cow all right that's an on-air offer i cannot refuse uh by the way we should get we should give it up i assume if people just search legacy tours they'll find her right um yeah on instagram miriam schreiber's kosher legacy tours you can dm me on instagram or naomi at nakamsegal.com i can hook you guys up if people are interested if you guys all want to come to India, let let us know. Let Miriam know because there's very few spots left. So, oh, that's so. true. You can just email Naomi. She'll tell you exactly what to do. All right. Uh, on the book, not to put pressure, I'm just so curious. It, it, has Art Scroll declared a month where this is coming out? Uh, in time for Hanukkah. Nice. Sure. So in 2018. So everyone goes, is it a Hanukkah book? Because my first book was a Pesach book. Right. I think I'm sticking with a theme. No, it's not a Hanukkah book. I call it regular food. That's not Pesach food. It's Hamid's food. <laughs> it's Hamid's food. Um, it's, so it's probably the end of October, beginning of November, it will be out on the shelves. Very I cool. have to turn it in in September, so I'm like, ah, too soon. Very, very cool. Congratulations on that. Uh, and you're going to have to toss in some type of latke recipe, I mean, just for, you know, just for that time of year. You're going to have to... You have to figure mm-hmm. out something for the Hanukkah party. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't. Keep fried food in there, that's for sure. Oh, good point. Good point. All right. Finally, Naomi Nachman, another thing I discovered about you recently, the Chopped competition that we had the opportunity to participate in uh, with you has gone uh, global, so to speak. There are people who are bringing you to corporate parties, to bat mitzvahs, to birthdays, of course. Uh, I, I believe not only in this country but other places as well to literally run a chopped competition. I, I, I would guess at, at, by this at this point, you've had some really cool ones. I've had some amazing ones. Now, we actually call it hot because, you know, it's copyright. Oh. We don't want to call it right. Got it, got it, got <laughs> so it. I kind of call it kosher hot. Right, got it. Uh, you know, I go, I'm Naomi Nachman, and you're Nachum Siegel. So, you know, we can all do the first Correct, round, so. correct. But that's, yeah, a bit of a joke. But, yeah, so I, I run these kosher chop competitions around the country. Um, I have been in maybe eight different states. I pack everything up. It all goes into a suitcase. 
I can't take the burners on. So the people on the uh, other end have got to buy the burners. Right. And I recently went, I made it international by going to Toronto. Nice. Which was amazing, a fundraiser for High Lifeline. It was incredible. Now, wait a second. I mean, when you go to these birthday parties, you know, there's a lot more than four or five girls. You go to these, uh, the, you go to these organizational events, there could be, you know, 100 women. Are you able to incorporate all of them into the program? So I can have about 60 people all playing at once. And wow. And like such a great team building exercises all kinds of companies and schools bring me in for staff development team building it's it's amazing and then there's another way to do it with sadakas had me like um uh must be where i'll host it there'll be three say uh big time chefs competing against each other they have the mystery basket of ingredients this is how it basically works you have your mystery basket of ingredients right. whoever cooks it up best works that's basically so so they have these three three chefs or three volunteers to to participate and stand up in front of an audience. We have like someone like ZK filming it and showing it on a big screen. And then we have two, three, four, five hundred people in an audience. And there's usually um, a Chinese auction and a dinner bar and sushi and bar, you know, wine. It's it's hilariously funny. And people really enjoy it. Very it's a new cool. game. Very it's new. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a good time with it. And I love traveling. So... Amazing. Really amazing. It's been it, it's incredible the way uh, your your career has gone. And oh, and don't forget everybody with all this going on between the legacy tours and traveling to India and working on the brand new cookbook and taking care of the chopped competitions that Naomi just described. She is still on a weekly basis on the Nahum Siegel Network Friday mornings between nine and ten. And you mentioned Yitzi Katz of Kosher GPS this week, and Miriam from Legacy Tours is going to be on. Yeah, and also. Sushi Tokyo, you know, it sounds very international. Yeah. They, they, they are coming on, bringing us some, some sushi platters and why their sushi is, like, a little different than everyone else's. Now, they're, the ones, like, they're the ones that are everywhere, right? They've got, like, a bunch of places? They've got five of them, and they're really young guys. Wow, interesting. I was shocked when I met them. They actually participated in a chopped event for their shul, and they happened to have been there and were tidying starting to schmooze, like, oh, yeah, we own Sushi Tokyo. I'm like, cool, there's one in the five towns, and there's one in Queens where right. my kids go to college. And we started talking. I couldn't believe it was these guys. They might, they, I think they started when they were, like, in their, tw- like, 19 or 20. Very cool. They're st- now they're young married guys with four or five places. They've got a huge place up. You'll hear all about it on the show. They're opening up in the country. Like, it's amazing what hard work these guys have done and accomplished, and they're, they're really fabulous. Phenomenal. So they were on the. Sh- they were they were really interesting to talk to, and also I'm having Moshe Schoenfeld of Aussie's Fish talking about where you can buy fresh fish over the summer to stay healthy and eat yummy fresh food. My gosh, an action-packed show it this Friday. It's the last one of the season. Wow. I'm like it's summer hiatus now. I know we're going. I, I'm you know I was I was telling the staff the other day everybody is rolling like crazy with incredible shows, and now we got to slow down, which is a killer. But, I know. but hey, but that's so but, sad. I know, but that's what the calendar says. But we will pick things up when everyone gets refreshed. We'll pick things up after Shabbos Nachman, and obviously for real uh, and in the aggressive fashion as we uh, get back into the September Labor Day season. So we're looking forward to that. Naomi, good luck. It's going to be an amazing Thanks, summer. Nachum. You tell that roast to behave. You have pictures to take over there. I've got pictures. <laughs> if everyone follows me on Instagram, they can see some of the photos. And I'll try to send some to Yoni so you can post them on the Nakam Siegel Network page. Too. We appreciate that. It'll make me very hungry, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to send you some Gravlax. <laughs> Todaraba, that's good. That's a good mid-morning snack. I like that. I know, I know. It's good and healthy. <laughs> Thank you, Naomi. Naomi Nachman, Aussie Gourmet, host of Table for Two. And one of the busiest ladies in our community.
uh, with us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. It's a JM and the AM Wednesday reminder tomorrow. It is Yehuda Green live in person. We'll try to Facebook Live the entire encounter, and he'll be doing some live music, plus bringing in the brand new CD, Yehuda Green, tomorrow. By the way, some people commenting on the app about the mishap, the misunderstanding with me and the Views magazine about the Homowack. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Yeah, uh, Yassi and Devorah Leitner say they spent their 10th year anniversary at the Homowack, great memories. Mata says Homowack was the best. He's right. Judy says, yeah, the Homowack, what memories? And Shana says, Nahum is the director of the Homowack Day Cab. I can attest that you made the Homowack your second home. Appreciate that very much. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.
There you go. Micha Gammerman with Bowie Kala here at JMDM. Wednesday morning broadcast. Don't forget tomorrow. Yehuda Green live in studio. Some of our best live music performances in studio have been by Yehuda Green. We are very much looking forward to tomorrow. And we are going to try to Facebook Live the entire thing at the Nahum Single Network Facebook page. So get ready, everybody. It's going to be a wonderful musical encounter. He's got the brand new album out. Should be very, very Cool. Plenty coming up now. Bite Size with Yoni Pollock featuring Joanna Shepson in two interviews. Caroline Shapiro of Tower of David and Alen, the director of the Jerusalem Bird Observatory, will both uh, be uh, guests on Bite Size. And Tova Connect will interview uh, author, journalist, and photographer Laura Ben David. Yoni Pollock with Bite Size is next. Live lunch with Avrami starts at 11 a.m. This is Achenu Israel and Achim brothers and sisters in Israel. We are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And that wraps up a Wednesday morning broadcast. Plenty more tomorrow and plenty more all through the day. Thanks for keeping it here at the Siegel Network. Till tomorrow, Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.